Our reading this morning uh, and uh, the passage which Tim will be focusing on in the sermon this morning is in Romans chapter 5. It's a relatively short reading, it's just the first five verses of Romans 5, which begins, Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Anyone here know what the acronym SNBR stands for? It's spiritual but not religious. Lots of people say that. I'm I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. And many people play spirituality off against religion, but I'm not sure that they're necessarily incompatible. A vibrant church should be marked by a passionate spirituality rather than by religious formality. And a good church will be a place where people discover a spirituality which they can embrace at the core of their being. A spirituality which is founded upon knowing God and being known by the God who created them. Church has inevitably a religious institution can lend structure to spirituality. It's been said that religion is belief in someone else's experience, whereas spirituality is having your own experience. It's a clever saying which makes a good point. The reality is that if Brighton Road Baptist Church is not a place where people have personal, life-changing experiences and encounters with the living God, then all we're doing is going through the religious motions. But if this is the place... And these are the people where God turns people's lives around and enables people to have their own personal, authentic, religious experience, then that is because God is here. And God is here. And as baptism is a sign of that. One website outlines six differences between religion and spirituality. There are no rules to spirituality. Spirituality is based only on love and not fear. Religion tells you the truth. Spirituality lets you discover it. Religion separates, whereas spirituality unites. It's the difference between karma and punishment, and you can walk your own path. Let me unpick these a bit. Firstly, there are no rules to spirituality. Hey, I want to say that there aren't any rules to Christianity either. Being a Christian is not about following a list of do's and don'ts. It's about a relationship with the living God and living in such a way to please him. That's what it's about. My wife and I, let me into a secret, we don't have a long list of do's and don'ts up on the wall of our home. That's because the way in which we treat each other and engage with each other, most of the time anyway, is governed by the way in which we love each other and we do what we can to please each other and to honour each other. 
Christianity is not about keeping the rules. It's about God's love being poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit so that we know that God loves us with a passion and we are inspired to love him back and live our lives for him. That is our motivation, to live our lives 100% for Jesus. And it's a lifestyle not governed by rules, but solely by the love of God. Because if you love God with everything you've got and you love your neighbour as yourself, you have more than fulfilled the requirements of the law. It's not about rules. It's about relationship. That's authentic Christianity. Second thing, spirituality is based only in love and not fear. Actually, Christianity is based on love and not fear. God's love casts out fear. God's spirit liberates us from fear and enables us to trust God as our heavenly father. I think, Christine, the verse you shared with Hannah was along those lines, wasn't it? Thank you. Paul says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. God has poured his love out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. People who love Christ are not afraid of God. There is awe at the majesty of God, there is humility before the greatness of God, but there is also complete security in God's grace. If you are afraid of God, the good news is is that you don't need to be. Because in Jesus, that fear is nullified, and you find the God who loves you with all his heart. It's a relationship based on love, not a relationship based on fear. Religion tells you the truth, spirituality lets you discover it. I've got to say, I think one of the strengths of Brighton Road is that we allow people to find their own level of faith. We are not into telling you here, this is what you must believe if you're going to be a proper Christian. We allow people to discover a faith that is authentic to them. Believing what someone else tells you, even if it's the person at the front... They can only impart to you a second-hand faith. And that's pretty useless. Jesus said, I am the truth. Jesus said, the Spirit will guide you into all truth. It's our job here in church simply to introduce you to Jesus. And then off you go. Once you've met him, as Hannah's met him, it's for you to figure out a faith in him that's real and authentic for you. And when you make that discovery, it's mind-blowing. It's worth giving everything you have to it, as Hannah has expressed that kind of faith this morning. We're not telling you what the truth is. We're inviting you to discover the truth as it is in Jesus and find that personal encounter for yourselves. Religion separates, spirituality unites. It's all about truth. Those who favour spirituality claim that spirituality sees truth in all religions and so brings people together. I'm a firm believer that all truth is God's truth and every religion captures a facet of what God is like. I'm not into picking fights with people who believe different things. I'm quite happy to look for common ground and see common cause. Yet I also want to say, if you want the clearest and best and most authentic picture of God, you've got to look at Jesus. And why is that? Because in Jesus, God himself came as a human being to live amongst us and identify with us and make God known. Jesus is God with a human face. 
And when it comes to religious leaders, Jesus is in a league of his own. Uh, You don't find many other religious leaders who've risen from the dead. You don't find any, actually. And that's why Jesus is the one who gives us the hope of seeing the glory of God with our own eyes, the other side of this life. You may believe something very different, and we're not into ramming one version of the truth down anybody's throat. But if you know what you believe and I know what I believe, we can at least have a dialogue about that. And say, well, this is, this is what we share. But actually, for me, Jesus is the vital ingredient. And let me share that with you and see what you think about your, what your response to Jesus is. Spirituality, we're told, is the difference between karma and punishment. Karma simply says, you get what you give. What goes around comes around. Justice is served in the end and you get what you deserve. Christianity says you don't get what you deserve. Not at all. Justice is not served. What Jesus serves is grace. Forgiveness. Freedom from what you deserve. Freedom from the need to be, to be punished for what you deserve. Freedom from the fear that actually I've done all this and sooner or later it's going to come back and hit me. Because Jesus took everything that you did on the cross. And if there's any price to be paid, any repercussions, he stood up for that and he took it so that you can be released from that. He breaks the chain of cause and effect that is seen as lying behind the whole idea of karma. Jesus offers to introduce you to the God who will always be good to you, always be forgiving to you, always be gracious to you, always be kind to you, no matter what you've done or how bad you've been. And again, one of the things that marks Christianity out is grace. Not grace just for the people who almost made it, just to push them those few yards over the line, but people who've got no hope of making it at all. Grace that says God loves you. God forgives you. God carries you over the line into his kingdom because you matter that much to him. Jesus breaks the chain of cause and effect. Karma, no place in Christianity at all. It's grace. Grace that means forgiveness, a new start, and God giving life where there is no life because he loves you. And then this business about walking your own path. Follow your heart. But what if spiritually you find yourselves in the middle of nowhere and you don't know where to go? What direction do you take? I was on Sisbury Ring the other day, and you've been on Sisbury Ring, you know you can go in any direction that you like. But if I wanted to get back to the car, there was only one path that was going to take me there. And in real life, different paths don't all wind up in the same place. Different paths lead to different destinations. And actually, it's true spiritually as well. Different paths won't all get you the same place in the end. And if you want to find God as the Heavenly Father who loves you with all his heart, then Jesus is the way. He said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. I'm the only door. It's a massive claim to make. But if you're blundering around and lost, then Jesus is the only one who will get you on the path that leads you to a knowledge of the living God as your heavenly Father. You can choose what path you want, but if you want to get to the right destination, if you want that relationship with God, then I recommend taking Jesus' path, because it's the only one that will get you there. Passionate spirituality. One of the marks of a healthy church is what we're looking about in our series at the moment. I thought, actually, for a baptism service, the idea of passionate spirituality 
isn't a bad subject to think about. It's not about escaping the harsh realities of life in the real world. It is about facing life and life's troubles head on. And Hannah, you talked about all the stuff that you've been through and the difference faith can make. Paul talked about boasting in troubles because by overcoming life's difficulties we find the strength to endure and that develops a strength of character and that in turn inspires the hope you need to persevere until you come out the other end. And all that is motivated by the love of God which is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. This is a passionate spirituality which is not about escapism, it's a passionate spirituality which equips people for the real life. Because it's how you face down life's trials that speaks of the true value of your faith. And it's a spirituality, Hannah, that will give you the resources you will need to live life well as you grow up in what looks like it's going to be an increasingly unpredictable world. And it's a spirituality that inspires people to be passionate because it's a passion ignited by the love of God within them. And it's a spirituality, a driving force, a passion that is available to anyone and everyone through Jesus Christ. It offers that to all of us here. But you've got to go for it yourself. You've got to accept it and say, yes, I believe this is for me. I want this for me. I'm prepared to stake my life on it. Hannah's gone for it. Getting baptised and an expression of her readiness to live the rest of her life for Christ who gave his life for her. And Christ gave his life for you as well. Is now the time for you to give your life to him. Actions always speak louder than words. Jesus didn't just talk about God's love. He demonstrated God's love by dying on the cross. Taking our place, dying so that we might live. Hannah shared her testimony, but her action of getting baptised spoke volumes. This is my commitment to Christ. I'm sharing it with all of you. This, is the, this expresses the start of my new life, and I'm living it for Jesus. This is my resurrection day. And baptism is the place where private, personal faith comes out in the open, and we say publicly, Jesus is my Lord. I'm living my life for him. And maybe you've kind of had a little bit of faith that you've kept personal. Maybe this is the time for you to come out and say, yes, I'm going to speak it out and tell everyone I'm a Christian. I'm following Jesus now. The other way we express faith is, as Ken said, by taking communion, the other sacrament. We've got the bread and the wine here. It's a matter of history that Jesus died on the cross. It's a matter of faith that says, Jesus died on the cross for me to be my saviour, to be my Lord, to take the rubbish out of my life, to get me on the right path, to bring me out of death into life, to shed God's light in my heart. We express the reality that Jesus died by breaking the bread because Jesus' body was broken on the cross. The wine tells us that Jesus' blood was poured out for us. If you eat the bread this morning, if you drink the wine, that is an action that says, I believe and accept that he did it for me. Jesus, be my saviour. Jesus, be my Lord. You gave your life for me. I'm giving my life to you. Let that be a step of passionate spirituality.
And if that's a step of faith and commitment you've never taken before, Jesus invites you to take it this morning. Just an action that says yes to Jesus rather than no or I don't know or not yet or I'm not sure. Yes, I believe. And if you take that step for the first time today, make sure you tell somebody else that you've done it before you go. Because it's the first step towards discovering a passionate spirituality that's God's gift to you in Jesus. Because Christ came to be your saviour and your Lord. If you'll have him. If you'll have him. Before we share communion together, let's stand and sing together how deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure.